0: Don't open them yet. <laughs> I just love getting out of the regular routine of things. Amen? Amen. Today I want to talk. Today I want to talk about the blueprint of faith. The blueprint of faith. I want to talk about the steps that take place from the time the Lord plants a vision or a dream in your heart until the fulfillment of that thing. Is that. Pretty cool. You guys want to learn about that today? What the Holy Spirit put upon my heart? Because the Lord told me that He is about to birth some visions in the hearts of His people and He wants to prepare them for it. Is that you? How bad do you want it? Amen? But before I go on to talk about that, I want to make a quick note here, a little observation, a caution to the body of Christ as a whole. I notice in certain circles, and a lot of times we in the, in the charismatic circle, word of faith, faith circle, we get caught up in this, that we, uh, we're so focused on the future, we neglect the here and now. Yeah. Are you hearing me? So I, I just want to say that we have to enjoy the here and now. Amen? With our families. And by the way, happy Father's Day to all you fathers. Happy Father's Day, Heavenly Father. Amen? <laughs> Every day should be Father's Day for the Christian, for the Lord. Amen? But James 4.14 says that our life is but a vapor that appears for a little time and then vanishes away. So in the light of eternity, our life on this earth is only a vapor. So we must make the most out of every day. There's nothing wrong with being excited for something in the future. Amen? Nothing wrong with that at all. But make sure you're taking advantage of the here and now. Amen? Amen? All right, now, you need to understand this, is that the vision or dream that God has given you is not for you, it's for you to be a blessing to someone else. Now, you got to take hold of that. That vision, that dream is not for you. Yeah, you're going to be the blessed one to be able to live this thing out, but it's to bless others around you it's not all about you it's not all about me it is about Jesus and glorifying him on this earth amen and many in the body of Christ they're so wrapped up and consumed with self that they are they're not even profitable for the kingdom of God we need to be profitable for the kingdom of God so I'm going to cover some important points that will help us in our journey to the fulfillment of that God-given vision or dream in our hearts. The Holy Spirit gave me four steps to share with you today about that vision and how to fulfill it. Number one, the first one is obviously you have to receive the vision. You have to receive the vision. You have to receive the dream. Number two, there's submission. Number three, there's provision. And number four, there's fulfillment of the vision. And I want to talk about those four things and break them down. So number one is receiving the vision. Go to Habakkuk 2. Habakkuk 2. And I want to look at verses 1 through 4 this morning. Hallelujah. Young men shall receive visions, and old men shall dream dreams, the Word of God says. Amen? Amen. Now, I, I, I asked Lord, Lord, why would the old men get dreams? He said, they want to sleep all the time. Just kidding. Just kidding. I'm just kidding. A little prophetic humor there, okay? All right. But, but there is some truth in that. Amen? All right. Habakkuk 2, 1 through 4. It says, I will stand my watch and set myself on the rampart and watch to see what he will say to me. And what I will answer when I am corrected. Ooh, that's interesting, huh? Then the Lord answered me and said, write the vision and make it plain on tablets. We would call that paper today, by the way. That he <laughs> that he may run who reads it. For the vision is yet for an appointed time. But at the end, it will speak and it will not lie. Though it tarries, or it's waiting right now, it hasn't been fulfilled, wait for it. Because it will surely come, it will not tarry. Behold the proud, his soul is not upright in him, but the just shall live by faith. So as you've probably figured out by now, the title of this message is, The Blueprint of Faith. Now blueprint is defined as a detailed outline or plan of action. A detailed outline or plan of action. Now I am not talking about your own worldly desires or dreams. I am talking about God's will for your life. I'm not, I am not. am talking about a vision that was planted in your heart by the Holy Spirit. Are you following me? An example that I want to share with you is Oral Roberts. The Holy Spirit gave him, planted a desire and gave him a vision in his heart to start a Christian university in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Oral Roberts University. He said that he would be walking around this certain property that he just felt the Lord was going to give him. He would walk around that property... And he would just be praying in, in, in his his natural language, and he would be praying in tongues. And as he was praying in the Spirit, as he was praying in the Holy Ghost, the the Lord literally gave him a vision of what the buildings would look like and where each one would be on that property. God is into details. Are you hearing me? He loves given details, alright, and when God has placed a dream or desire in your heart and has given you a vision, you need to write it down, you need to write it down, write down every detail, the Bible says, make it plain, Make it, I'm telling you, this is not just by accident why I'm preaching this. Some of you need to be prepared. You need to be taking notes right now on this. Mental notes and on paper if you have it. But when you receive a vision or a dream from God, it will be very detailed. And and it will stick with you. Have you ever had a God dream? Not a good dream, a God dream. Where you just couldn't shake it. I mean, it, everywhere you went, maybe, uh, you know, maybe it was the name of a city. Maybe, it, whatever. You couldn't shake this thing. You couldn't shake it. It was so vivid. It was so vivid. I'm telling you, that was most likely from the Lord. And the fulfillment of that vision is for an appointed time. God does work in times and seasons, by the way. There is a season for everything. And so when you receive the vision or the dream, the process toward that end has now started and is in motion in your life. And this has happened to me that many times God will give you a glimpse, He will give you a glimpse of that finished product. He will give you a glimpse of it. And what, what do you think God's trying to do? Encourage you. Saying don't, fall, don't, don't stop this race that you are in right now. There are great things in store. I want to use you mightily. In, in, in fact, the season you're in right now is not going to be the same in, in, in the next week, month, year, whatever. Because you know what? Seasons change. Say that with me. Say, seasons change. You might be in the pit right now in your life, but I'm telling you, it's not going to stay like that forever if you cooperate with the Holy Ghost. Seasons will change. Maybe, well, you know, the Holy Ghost about showing you the end product, Jesus even said that the Holy Ghost would show you things to come. Isn't that good to know? He's got our back. The Holy Ghost has our back. Now, maybe this vision, this dream is out of character for you. For example, you're a shy person, but you've seen yourself preaching to thousands of people. You hearing me? See, Joseph had a dream, and then the journey began. Oh, my. No, not Joseph. (laughs) It was not an easy road, come on somebody, from the beginning to the fulfillment of that vision, was it? And when you receive a vision or a dream from God, you better believe that the devil, it will do everything he can to try to throw you off course. He doesn't want the fulfillment of that vision to come to pass in your life. Habakkuk 2, four says that the just shall live by faith. Faith is a lifestyle. It's not just a one-time event to believe for a nice house or a nice car. Faith is a lifestyle. It is your faith that is going to keep you on course when the enemy and people come along talking doubt and unbelief about the vision that the Lord has given to you. And sad to say, some Christians are very good murderers of dreams and visions. Have you found that out yet? Don't cast your pearls to the swine, the Bible says. Meaning, the Lord showed you something precious. You know what? It's probably not wise to go and tell someone that you know is just not going to stand in faith with you over that thing. Because it's just going to heap a whole bunch of discouragement on you. And the devil is just going to use that that, that individual, that persons, to wear you down, wear you out, and to take your eyes off the prize. But it says that the just shall live by faith. In that verse, God compares a proud person with one who lives by faith. Because faith, did you catch that? It compares someone who's proud or who has pride to someone who lives by faith. A person who's going to live by faith is humble. Say humble. Humility. True faith is always mixed with humility, which leads me to my next point. Number two, submission. The prefix sub means to be under or lower than. Submission to the Christian means that you are lowering your earthly and worldly desires and lifting up the will of God in your life. Submission. You're putting yourself under the mission of the high calling of Jesus Christ. Oh, that's good, isn't it? That wasn't even in my notes. It means that you're willingly placing yourself under God's divine authority and will for your life. If you look up the word blueprint in a thesaurus, you will find these words and phrases can be used in place of the word blueprint. Listen to this. Ready for this? Agree to, harmonize, adjust, adapt, determine established, get ready, iron out. I love that, don't you? Iron out, line up, shape up, and to work out. Isn't that interesting? Submission is the preparation stage. It is, if you will, the testing stage. I I, I just find that, I gotta camp out on this, I find that interesting that one word that means blueprint is iron out iron out? We're a little wrinkly, people. God's coming back looking for a people without spot and wrinkle. And you know what irons us out? The fire of God. The fire of the Holy Ghost. The fire of trials. Well, I mean, if you got something wrinkly, you have iron, Uh, it's cold, it's not doing anything, the wrinkles are still there, right? We need some heat. That's why Peter says, hey, count it all joy when you fall into diverse trials in your life. Let the heat come, baby. Yeah. I want to get ironed out. Yeah. Are you hearing me, somebody? Because yeah. we are overcomers. We don't have to be overcome by the situation. We are overcomers yeah. through the Lord Jesus Christ and the power of the Holy Ghost. Yeah. Hallelujah. Amos 3.3, go there with me. Glory to God. Iron out. Mm, mm, mm Amos 3 verse 3 hallelujah submission submission to the will of God submission to his authority it, it, Amos 3 3 says these words can two walk together unless they are agreed well can they what is that implying no there's no true spiritual unity there you can't walk together unless you be agreed. Now, that, that does not mean to just uh, casually meet up and, and walk together. The root word in Hebrew for agreed means to fix upon. unshakable, unmovable, to be fixed. It's in one place. Man, I can't move this thing. It's fixed. You understanding me? So the meaning is really this of that verse. How can two walk in oneness or unity unless they have met and then go in the same direction together? I feel this right now. You need to pray for the the dream, the vision the Lord has given you in your life. You need to pray this. I feel this by the Holy Ghost right now. You need to pray for God to to bring the men and women of God into your life who are going to stand with you for this thing to come to pass. The people that he wants you to be networked with that's going to help this thing come to pass in your life. Do that on your private time. But to walk in agreement and oneness With God, there has to be an encounter with Him. Hello, somebody. How can two walk in oneness or unity unless they have met, encounter each other, and go in the same direction? You must have an encounter with Him. You must get to know Him. There must be a meeting place. There must be, come on, common ground. If there's no common ground, come on somebody, you have no place being with that individual. Oh my, 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 my. Many times, many times as Christians, we make a God in our own minds that is conformed to our image instead of us conforming to His image. Think about that. And... At the judgment, the Bible says that Jesus will have to say to many. He said, depart from me, I never knew you. All because those people, they thought they were saved. They're coming to him saying, Lord, Lord. But those people created a God that suited and padded their comfort zone and accept, uh, of accepting and embra- ex- instead of embracing and accepting the word of God. You hear in me. Yeah. My goodness Say, "Iron out." Iron out. Hmm. Say "unity." You know, I just can't imagine, I don't, why am I going off, I I, I just can't imagine that a a Christian would have a problem with corporate prayer. Well, that's another service. Okay, Uh, anyways, when you make a God in your own mind, come on, that is called idolatry. And that is sin. And the vision you are holding on to apart from God must be let go. You know what that's called? Division. Die means two. Die, two visions. Two different visions. You cannot walk in agreement with God to fulfill the vision unless there is a submission to the vision. And you will do what it takes to walk side by side with him to fulfill it in your life. Can two walk together except they be agreed? Can someone walk together with God if they're praying to dead saints? Can two, come on! Pastor's meddling now. Someone's got to say it. Can two walk together? Can one and God walk together if someone says that tongues is of the devil? Can two walk together? Can God and and man walk together if you don't believe that his power is moving on the earth today? Come on. Man, I'm going off on some rabbit trails today. I love it. But listen, every instruction and leading from the Holy Spirit, you've got to understand this, is aimed toward that end of fulfilling the vision and mission for your life. Are you hearing me? I need to say this. Listen to this. Just because you get revelation from the Holy Spirit, just because you operate in the gifts of the Holy Ghost, does not mean that you have God's stamp of approval on your life. Did you know that? Huh? The, oh, my, 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 my. The Corinthian church is a prime example. They flowed in the gifts, yet their personal life was way out of order, and the, Apostle Paul, through, the Holy Ghost through the Apostle Paul had to rebuke them. But the gifts were still moving. Are you hearing me, somebody? Lord, Lord, didn't we cast out devils in your name? Whoa. Just because you can prophesy doesn't mean that there are not areas of your life that you're not pleasing to God. In fact, 1 Corinthians 13.2 says, That you can have the gift of prophecy And if you don't have love you are nothing So that's telling me You can operate in the gift of prophecy And still not walk in love Which is a sin by the way Everything's to be done in love Are you hearing me? So open the door of your heart To the Holy Spirit So that he can put his finger On those areas in your life That you're falling short in Where I'm falling short in and that's, that's also the importance of getting planted in the local church that God has called you to. Everything you need to fulfill that vision will be found in that local church. Are you hearing me? The word that you hear every Wednesday, every Sunday, whenever we meet. Every time pastor calls the church to corporate prayer, hello somebody. You know, pastor loves you, don't you? But what I'm saying is, everything you need to fulfill the purpose and ministry for your life, mission for your life, is found right here in the house of God. But also, I mean, I'm not saying God doesn't use other ministers. That's foolish to say. But what I'm saying is, it's very important to not forsake the assembly of yourselves together. Because the Bible says, iron sharpens iron. Right, we need to sharpen each other. How many of you? How many through the week you get a little dull spiritually? At you know what I'm saying? Come on, we need to sharpen each other. We need to sharpen each other. But listen to this: Have you ever noticed the frustration and emptiness of many Christians that refuse to get planted in a local church and to sit under leadership? They don't want to be accountable to anybody. And many times those are the ones they, 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 they just, they're aimlessly walking around. It's like, you know, they have a heart for God. I'm not saying they don't. They love the Lord. But there's just no, they're a lone ranger. Are you hearing me? They're a lone, I'm telling you, I can't stress the importance enough of this, of getting connected to a local church. What they don't understand is that God set leadership and authority in the body of Christ. See, we serve a God of order, not a God of disorder. He is a God of order. I, anyone who thinks they, they, that God has done away with the fivefold ministry apostle, prophet, evangelist, teacher, pastor they're nuts. Don't listen to a word they're saying. It's in Ephesians 4, it's in the New Testament. Amen. So, I mean, it's all throughout the Word of God. I mean, Moses was having trouble taking care of the flock. The, 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 his church was growing so big. And finally, Jethro had to come to him and say, Hey, you know, Moses, you, know, you need to have more associate pastors to come alongside you to help with this thing. Getting a lot, little out of hand. Are you, are you seeing? God is a God of order. He is a God of structure. He is a God of order. Hallelujah. So we we can't underestimate the power of, of being connected to a good Bible believing spirit filled local church. Amen? Because let, let me go here. Being connected in and under leadership, all right, is very important. It's like a safety net for all of us. It's a safety net. And many of these individuals who don't want to get connected, they think, you know, they're deceived into thinking, well, I'm free. I'm doing whatever I want. We need each other. We need each other. Absolutely. Amen? Amen? Yes. All right. So now uh, go to Matthew 10. Matthew 10. It, I mean, mm-mm. my, my, my. All right, Matthew 10, 38 through 39. And he who, do, this is Jesus speaking in the red letter edition, it's red. The words are red, meaning Jesus is doing the speaking here. And he who does not take his cross and follow after me is not worthy of me. He who finds his life will lose it. And he who loses his life for my sake will find it. What you need to realize is that taking up your cross to follow Jesus is not an option for the Christian. It is a requirement. It is. What is the cross that we're supposed to take up? The will of God. The will of God for our lives. Being doers of the word of God. It's not an option. It is a requirement. Taking up the cross. Come on, I heard it said this way before. Taking up the cross and following Jesus. That's Christianity 101. That's entry level christianity entry level you see the cross symbolizes death death to yourself death to the things in your life that would hinder your relationship with god are you hearing me what's hindering your relationship with god nail that sucker to the cross are you hearing me somebody Many want a crossless Christianity. Taking up your cross to follow Jesus is not always a pleasant, it's not always a joyful experience. But that's what we're called to do. Oh, and in fact, I mean, like what I said earlier, you know, the Holy Ghost through Peter said, Count it all joy when you go through these temptations and trials. When you get reproached for the name of Christ, happy are you. Well, what do we do when, when we get, you know, persecution, tribulation for following the will of God? Many times, what do we do? We get discouraged. We start to back away. It's getting too... But the Holy Ghost wants to set our minds straight to t- today. And he says, the more you have, the more joyful you should be. Amen. Right? Amen. Thank you, you two. I appreciate that. Hmm. So in other words, taking up your cross, taking up your cross will not tickle your flesh. It's not comfortable at times. One minister said it this way, when you get close to the cross, you will get a mouthful of splinters. Think about that. We need to stay in the presence of God by maintaining an attitude of praise and worship. Prayer Prayer in our, natu- in, our, in our native language. Prayer in tongues. I can't stress that enough. Have you guys been praying in tongues more in your, per- in your personal? Huh? Yes. All right. We, I mean, we have to. It's so important. I, we cannot underestimate the, the power of praying in tongues, praying in the Spirit, all right? You know, the presence of God has a way of melting those things away in our life that are a hindrance to our walk with Him. The closer we draw to him, the hotter it gets. And the things that are a drag on you, that are hindering your walk with him, start, uh, start to melt away. Why? First of all, your desires will change. Uh, the, the closer you get to God, I guarantee you, where you're at right now, you keep drawing closer to God, your desires are still going to change. Be ye holy, for I am holy, says the Lord. Are you hearing me? Isaiah 6, 1 through 5. Check this out. Isaiah 6, 1 through 5. A little toasty in here today, isn't it? (laughs) All right. That's all right. I need to shed off a few pounds anyways. (laughs) this is just the easy way to do it right (laughs) where's that sweater elizabeth no i'm just kidding all right isaiah 6 1 through 5 in the year that king uzziah died i saw the lord sitting on a throne high and lifted up and the train of his robe filled the temple above it stood seraphim each one had six wings With two he covered his face, and with two he covered his feet, and with two he flew. And one cried to another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. And the posts of the door were shaken by the voice of him who cried out, and the house was filled with smoke. The Shekinah glory was filling the place. The presence, the manifest presence of God. So I said, woe is me for I am undone because I am a man of unclean lips and I will dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips for my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. All you got to understand this about this account here. All of Isaiah's hopes All of his hopes of of God's will being fulfilled in that region were wrapped up in King Uzziah. He was the only king. King Uzziah was the only king during Isaiah's ministry that was promoting the things of God. And it said that King Uzziah died. And those hopes and dreams seemed to vanish and discouragement came upon Isaiah. So that thing that Isaiah was holding on to was gone. And that is when that he had a divine encounter with the Lord. And my point is sometimes in the hardest times of our life, sometimes in the darkest hour of our lives, when we thought when we lost a loved one, when something happened that didn't line up with our plans, we think it's over. There's no hope. But I'm I'm here to tell you, this was the point where God revealed his glory to Isaiah. God has not forgotten about that vision. God has not forgotten about the dream in your heart. And if someone goes bye-bye, guess what? It doesn't take God by surprise. He still has a future and a hope for you. Sometimes in the darkest hour of our lives is when the Lord is able to get our attention and manifest himself to us in a greater way. All things work together for the good to those that love God and are called according to his purpose. I I didn't say God was the one who took that, that loved one home. Hello, somebody. I'm not saying that, but what I am saying, that what the enemy meant for bad, God can turn around for good, and because you got breath in your lungs, he's not done with you yet. Hallelujah. That's why suicide, a suicidal person is a person who is tormented by demons. Suicidal thoughts and tendencies are demonic. And you, if you are struggling with those thoughts, those thoughts, those that compulsion to take your own life, you need to to seek deliverance from evil spirits. I'm telling you that right now. But when the presence of God is manifested, it will shine a light on the dark places of our heart. It will shine a light on the dark places of our life that we need to change. And that is why when we get into praise and worship, and the presence of God starts to get stronger and stronger, some people get very uncomfortable with that. Because the Holy Spirit is touching areas of their heart that are painful and sinful. Huh? Are you hearing me? You ever see that when the Holy Ghost starts to move, someone just, they just can't stand it. They, they start to speak against the moving of the Holy Ghost. It's because God's trying to do a work in them and they're not receiving it. Hello, somebody. Submission to the will of God is the Garden of Gethsemane experience. Where you like Jesus come to the place where you say to your heavenly Father, not my will, but yours be done. And if that means cutting things off with this individual in my life, God, you're more important than them. You're out of here. God, I want more of you. Oh, come on, somebody. It is the place where you let your worldly desires fade away and say, I must decrease and God must increase in my life. So the submission stage is where the Holy Spirit puts his finger on those areas of your life that needs to be adjusted and ironed out so that you can line up with the vision. That God has placed within you. Now, just a a quick rabbit trail. This is a rabbit trail day. I'm just going to go there anyways, all right? I I don't know who it was who has a problem with videos on Wednesday night. I mean, the Word of God is coming forth. What's the problem? Are you hearing me, somebody? In fact, I don't, whoever, I have no idea who it was, but whoever it was is, I don't want you here. Because a little bit of leaven leavens the whole lump. If, if If your heart attitude stinks, stay home. I don't want you here to corrupt everyone else and hinder the moving of the Holy Ghost. I'm serious about that. Oh, he talks too fast. Oh, he laughs too much. Oh, he's too joyful. What a bunch of crap, people. What a bunch of crap. Stay home. Have your own pity party. As for me and this house, we're moving forward with the Lord. Hallelujah. So the journey from receiving the vision to the fulfillment is not an easy road. It's not an easy road, but it's the best road. And what is the alternative anyways? Falling away from Christ? Go to Luke chapter 9. Go to Luke chapter 9. Boy, the Holy Ghost is setting a blaze of fire today, amen? He's setting things in order. He's setting things straight. Choose this day whom you're going to serve. Luke 9, 57. Luke 9, 57 through 62. Now it happened as they journeyed on the road that someone said to him, Lord, I will follow you wherever you go. Oh yeah, I heard a lot of that before. And Jesus said to him, foxes have holes and birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. Then he said to, to another, follow me. But he said, Lord, let me first go, ba- uh, go and bury my father. Jesus said to him, let the dead bury their own dead. But you go and preach the kingdom of God. And another also said, Lord, I will follow you, but let me go and bid them farewell who are at my house. But Jesus said to him, no one having put his hand to the plow and looking back is fit for the p- kingdom of God. Think about that. Think about that. No one who puts his hand to the plow and then looking back is fit for the kingdom of God. We need to get rid of all the excuses in our lives. And we need to commit our life wholly to the Lord Jesus Christ. Take up our cross daily. I'm telling you, that is is where your peace is at. That's where, your jo- that's where your provision is at. Uh, Jesus was talking to his disciples. He, oh, actually, a lot of people were around. He started talking about some things and some people got offended. And these people started to leave. They just started to go. They said, man, these are hard sayings. I, I can't. I, mm, man, you know what? Whoa, Jesus, I got to go uh, go grocery shopping for my wife right now. I'll catch you later, man. Boy, Jesus, i got to go wash my hair right now. Kind of busy. Oh, Jesus, you know the the Lions are playing Chicago today. I'll I'll catch up with you in Galilee. Okay, anyways, you get the point. They they were starting to leave. The crowd really funneled down. And Jesus turned to Peter and said, Are you going to leave me too, Peter? And listen to what Peter said. He said, Lord... Where would we go? For you have the words of eternal life. Where else are you going to go? Anything other than Jesus, you're just going to get it tied up in the world and the things of the devil. So you just better settle it in your heart right now that you're going to lock in to the things of God. And you're going to seek him like never before. Number three. So receiving the vision, submission to the vision. Three is Provision. The provision stage, the equipping stage, that is when the anointing will come upon you to carry out the vision. The provision for the vision, listen to this. The Holy Ghost had me write this down. Some of you have dreams in your heart and it just hasn't hasn't come yet. And the Holy Ghost said this to me. Why? Because double-mindedness. You're double minded You're double minded. The provision for the vision will not come until God knows that you are 100% sold out to the vision that God has placed within you. If the provision comes before you're 100% sold out, guess what? You can do more damage than good for the kingdom. Hello, somebody. Oral Roberts was tried and tested. Uh, during that time when he was praying this thing out, his faith grew stronger and stronger for the vision that the Lord had given to him. And guess what? When he was really sold out, it was then that doors began to swing wide open for him to build the university. Look at Isaiah 119. You know, a lot of people with ministers, You know, they'll, they have a lot of criticism for a lot of ministers. And you, you know, you know someone who, who's made mistakes and all that, and uh, And my thing is, I say, you know what? The only difference between you and them is that they're a public figure and it was put on the news. What if they put your junk on the news? Oh my! That makes you take your hands off of God's anointed real quick, doesn't it? My goodness. My goodness. Isaiah one nineteen says, if you are willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. Look at verse 20. I'm going one further. But if you refuse and rebel, you shall be devoured by the sword. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken. Are you willing and obedient today? Willing has to do with your attitude. Does your attitude stink? Obedient deals with your actions. So that tells me you can do the actions, but your attitude can still stink. Guess what? God requires both for you to eat the good of the land. That's his holy word. I want to say this. In 1 Kings 17, you can read it for yourself. Elijah's provision did not come until he was, that he went to the very spot that God instructed him to go. Let me say it again. In in First Kings seventeen, Elijah's provision did not come until he went to the very spot that God instructed him to go. He had to be willing. He had to be obedient. Receive the vision, submission to the vision, provision's coming. Next is the fulfillment. That's the easy part. That's the fun part. That's the part. That's that's the grand finale. The Bible says that the end of a thing is better than the beginning. Guess what? There is a price to pay. But the end of that thing, you're going to look back and you're going to be so glad that you stayed faithful to the word of God. You're going to be so glad that you stayed faithful to his will for your life. Sure, there's pain. There might be pain in in it right now. But I'm telling you, you need to put on your spiritual goggles. Come on, somebody. Your spiritual glasses. And you got to keep your eyes on the prize. In fact, that's how Jesus... It says that Jesus was set upon... He, he was The joy that was set before him. He kept his eyes focused on the joy that was on the other side of the cross. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Do you think Jesus was all excited and, Yeah, guys, hammer me in. I'm ready to go. No. On the contrary, his human nature kicked in and he said, Father, if, if it would be all possible... Remove this cup from me, but then that nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. So there is pain and suffering on this side of the cross, but when you see the fulfillment of that vision, the end of a thing is better than the beginning. Amen? Let's stand up in this place. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your holy word today.
1: Hallelujah.
0: If this message really hit home to you today, if you felt like the Holy Ghost was speaking right to your heart, I want you to stand over here and I want you to stand over here. I want to pray over you. Right by the baptismal If that, if, if you felt like this was speaking right to me This is my word in due season I want you just to go over there I want to pray with you today May, There's some in here you've never received Jesus As your Lord and Savior You're on the outside looking in And if you took your last breath right now You would go to hell for eternity You don't do this You don't make the choice to get saved For someone else You make it for yourself And you need to realize that you are a sinner in need of the Savior, Jesus Christ. I guess you guys can line up here. There's too many of you. Go ahead, line right up here. If you've never made Jesus Lord of your life, meet me by the drum set right over here. I want to pray with you. If you're ready to do it today. If you're ready. If you are are sorry for your sin, you realize you're a sinner and you want to make him Lord of your life, meet me by that drum set. Maybe there's someone here you want to rededicate your life to the Lord. You've fallen away. You want to come back. In fact, there's probably some in this line right here that, that just fit you. So if you want to rededicate, just line up. Maybe you never received the Holy Spirit baptism. If you'd like to receive the Holy Spirit baptism with the evidence of, of speaking in tongues, I want you to meet me over there or tell me in this line. Healing, you need healing, turn that music up. If you need healing in your physical body, let me know as I come around to pray with you. Just crank the music. Give me your prayer requests online, too. I'll pray for you after.
1: of knowledge free for all of us oh.
0: All right, we have some prayer requests online here. Mindy is watching. She wants freedom from depression and anxiety. Uh, Prayer for her husband. Find a church uh, at their new home and that he will excel in the Navy. All right, stretch your hands toward that camera right there. We're taking it out to the world right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, we lift up Mindy to you right now. I command every evil and unclean spirit that has been binding her mind with oppression, heaviness, depression, anxiety. I command every demonic spirit to be bound right now and to loose her. Come out in Jesus' mighty name. And Lord, I pray that your healing anointing would flow through every part of her body. Let your manifest presence and glory flow through every part of her body. I command every chemical in your body to be balanced. Be normal. God, right there, wherever she's at, oh, touch her with great power, with your dunamis power. In the name of Jesus. And Lord God, we lift up Mindy's husband. Lord God, you know where he's at in his walk with you. And Lord, I just pray that you would send laborers into his path to speak your word to him. I pray that a holy fire would begin to form within him. That he would have a hunger and a thirst for righteousness in his life. That he would be the spiritual leader that you're calling him to be. And that Mindy's uh, marriage would be healed and restored 100% in the name of Jesus. And that her husband would do well in his career in the Navy and wherever he goes. Lord God, we just pray, God, but most of all, that he would make Jesus the Lord of his life and that healing would trickle down to this whole family in Jesus' mighty name. Deliverance for Joan, Michael, John, and, and some others here. Lord, I lift up these individuals that are on this paper right now, and I pray, Lord, that you would set everyone free. Let your power and anointing and glory fill the place where they are at right now. I command every chain. I see I see people right now, they have chains. like They're like chains wrapped around their mind. I command those chains to fall off right now in Jesus' mighty name. Every demonic bondage, go in Jesus' name. Loose them right now. And Lord, send laborers into their path who will build them up. Uh, This one person wants me to pray for New Zealand. Churches in New Zealand to be delivered from witchcraft in the new age. Lord, whatever churches in New Zealand are into this junk, into this demonic stuff. Lord, I pray that you would send prophets into those places. Who would shake things up. Who will speak your word. And that, you Lord, you would send laborers into these people's path. That, Lord God, there would be discernment to discern between both good and evil. That these churches, these people would be delivered from all evil. And they would serve you the rest of the days of their life. In the name of Jesus. Uh, Dale. Prayer for Dale and his wife. Uh, an economic breakthrough because they want to start an orphanage. Lord, I believe. Yes, yes. That's the one. Take hold of this, Dale. This message was for you and your wife today. This was a vision that was planted in your heart by the Holy Ghost. And so, Lord, I pray in Jesus' name that all the provision would come. Let all the, Lord, open supernatural doors for finances and all the provision to come. Let your favor rest upon Dale and his wife in in, in just a wonderful, miraculous way. And let them be a blessing to many children in the name of Jesus. We pray for Bob right now who needs salvation. Lord, in the name of Jesus, we pray you would send laborers into Bob's path. Who will speak your word to him. God, I'm telling you, break, let the walls come down in his life, Lord. Whatever it takes, let him come, let let him hit rock bottom. But let him see his need for Jesus and that he would be delivered from an eternity in the lake of fire. In the name of Jesus. God, do what it takes for him to get saved and delivered in the name of Jesus. Uh, Kathy, to do well in her two jobs. God, I pray for Kathy. I pray that you would give her strength. I pray your anointing would be upon her, God, like never before. God, I pray that, Lord, that, that these just aren't just regular jobs just to put food on the table. But this is a ministry for her. So God I pray an anointing upon her I pray a mantle of your presence would rest upon her The gifts of the spirit would be activated in her life right now And that as she goes into these workplaces That revival fire would be sparked So Lord I pray right now Let your anointing fall upon her Fill her home even With your manifest presence and glory In the name of Jesus uh, <clears throat> Brianna She's nine, a nine year old And she wants deliverance from anxiety. Well, Brianna, right now we lift you up to the Lord. For God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. Lord, I just pray that your presence would begin to fill that place where Brianna is at right now. In the name of Jesus. And I command that spirit of fear, I command all anxiety, all depression, and all of its kind, even that entered through, into her through generational curses. I command you to come out in Jesus' name. And Lord, let your fire, let your fire be loose. Brianna, there's a reason why the enemy's fighting you so hard. I used to be in bondage to fear and anxiety when I was younger. I was as shy as could be, didn't want to go anywhere. In fact, I used to have agoraphobia, if you know what that is. Fear of crowds. So, Lord, in Jesus' name, what you've done in my life, I pray you would do it in Brianna's life. Multiplied. Let the fire of the Holy Ghost come upon this young girl. Use her to bring your healing power to the world. In Jesus' name. Satan, you you loose your grip on her. You let her go right now. In Jesus' mighty name. And everyone said... God bless you for watching. Tune in next Sunday. We'll be right here in Big Rapids, Michigan. Hallelujah. Glory to God. My goodness.